0: And welcome to Not Another Poem. My name is Olivia Mulligan and I am a poet here to be sharing some poetry with you. Hello, hello, hello. This is now the fourth time I've recorded this introduction, which isn't usually like me. I usually just absolutely power on. Hence, um, I have some mistakes and lots of ums and ahs usually. But no, this is the fourth time, and I feel like I was trying to sugarcoat it, but the reality is I've had a pretty shit week, and I feel like what I need to do is just take a deep breath, read some poems, and so here we are. Now, the theme for today is spoken word, so I'm going to be sharing some spoken wordiness with you all, and yeah i hope you all enjoy something a bit different the first piece that i will share with you this is seems like a bit of a throwback to be honest it was written in lockdown and many of you that have either followed my journey or listened to other episodes of this podcast will know that my first book poems on the gatepost came as a result of lockdown but this poem i'm going to share with you now was even before the book. So this was written on the very first week of um, getting that letter saying that I needed to shield for 12 weeks. And this is just my brain fart, to be honest, in spoken word form that I uh, shared with family and friends and people seemed to enjoy it. And it was then after that when I was struggling and my mum suggested the whole why don't you write a poem a day? Um, So I did. I wrote a poem every day and would pin the poem on the gatepost at the end of the drive for passers-by to read on their daily walk. And yeah, you know the story. Eventually, Poems on the Gatepost was turned into a collection, um, which is crazy. So let's go back to that very first piece, pre-Poems on the Gatepost. And I can't even remember what, what I called this one. Probably just the lockdown spoken word. Here we go. I don't usually do spoken word because I'm conscious of my face. But I need to speak out to you lot in this space. Hi. Hola. Jumbo. You see, now I'm trilingual with all this free time. Just kidding. I've been sat here drinking wine. Just kidding. I take immunosuppressants, so no alcohol for you, which is a bit of a depressant. And here, have some unwanted side effects. Have some hair loss, some sickness, some weight loss indentation. Have some bloating. Have a rash. Have 12 weeks isolation. Eh? 12 weeks. 12 weeks in hibernation, 12 weeks of sufficient sanitation, a bit of meditation, and probably, in all honesty, no motivation to do one of Joe Wick's online free PE classes. 12 weeks. That is 84 days. That is many, many ways to make a store cupboard lunch out of a tin of rice pudding. And what is that thudding? Oh, it's just Susan, floor above. A half marathon was cancelled, so she's doing it in her lounge. That's it, Sue. Keep up the high spirits. For 12 weeks. Well, that's only 120,960 minutes. And we're all in it together. Together we're all in it. What? What's that, Sue? You only got two weeks. Two hardcore weeks for a running streak, improve your squat technique and take an interest in Greek mythology well done Sue. Thing is, I don't think two weeks is enough time to write your book on criminology and to get a master's in theology. But two weeks, that's only 336 hours, enough time to arrange some flowers. But love, you don't have superpowers and to become a master, a professional, that's going to take some time. Speaking of time and speaking of professionals who say that the preferable time for Sue to isolate is two weeks and the acceptable time for me to isolate is twelve, I think we should delve into this a little more. So some bugger says twelve weeks and the rest of them take two. Who the? Pluck that out the air. It wasn't me or you. It was a figure of authority and we hang on their every word. But saying Sue will be good to go after 336 hours. Well, that's a little bit absurd. Not 335 hours. 335, still too risky. But 336.5, Rome free, Sue. Back to getting frisky, all fine. Back to using public transport, being squashed on the Northern Line. Back to giving cautious hugs. Back to drinking wine with friends at a socially distanced gathering. As for me, after a staggering 120,960 minutes, I'll be back to it too. Back to going to the supermarket, back to using public glues. Mind you, still locked away at 129,959 minutes, but 60 seconds later, no danger. What a game changer, now allowed to breathe dirty air and get close to a stranger. Aye, some stranger, some professional has made us obsessional about these time frames, framing our lives as we know it. you know what's mad? I've not, I've not shared that with anyone in probably about a year. I mean, it's 2023 now, time has moved on. But somehow, I still remember it, every word. So I'm quite impressed that I didn't um have to dig up my notebook for that one. I don't even actually think I ever wrote it down in a notebook. It's all in my head. Um, So yeah, I don't know why I well, I do know why I remembered it so well. It's because I wanted to sh- be able to share it with people. Um, seems a little out of date now, but hey, it's a memory. And yeah, why did I know it off by heart? I mean, I had a lot of time on my hands. I had nothing else to do. And it is, I'm not a psychologist. There must be some part of your brain, a certain part, that just never forgets. It's in there now. It's like my Portuguese when I did that play. It's in that bit of the brain that I'll never forget, I don't think. No posso acreditar como usa, como de pudim, subino palido, saido mio camino pinto flacido, te vese un no vosso peis congelado e stupido, posso todos bastardos. Always there. Okay, moving on. Uh, still in that kind of 2020 um, vibe, theme whatever you want to call it. Um, This is a little spoken word piece that I really enjoy performing. I've definitely shared this on the podcast before on one of the earlier episodes. So apologies if you've already heard it, but maybe, um, you know, different time, different day, sometimes fun to listen to things when you're feeling a little bit different yourself. And this one was originally written for my dad, actually purely because he was in a terrible mood one day and I just wanted to read him something, a little light, to cheer him up. And when I'd finished uh, sharing it with him, he just simply goes, eh, not your best. <laughs> and uh, oh, usually that would really like, kind of affect my self-confidence somehow. And for some reason on that particular day, it did not. Now, a few days before, I'd heard about this thing (laughs) called BBC Upload. And it's basically a platform where you can upload your creative material, whether that be a song or a play or a monologue or poetry or a short story, etc. Send it in to BBC Upload and then your local radio station, if they like what they hear, they'll contact you and they'll play it out on the local radio station. And yeah, for some reason, I I had a little bit of faith in this piece called The Lockdown Conversation, the piece that I wrote for my dad. And I thought, I'm going to send this in. I'm going to send this in to BBC Upload. Now, I didn't think anything would actually come of it because if you're a writer um, or any kind of creative person, maybe an actor, you'll know that you've got to throw a lot of stuff into the world for anything to kind of come back from it. Unless you're just super, super lucky, but I think it's almost unheard of to like gain anything from maybe the first thing that you do. So I mean, over the years, I can't tell you how many stuff I've sent off to competitions etc um hoping or agents publishers just hoping that something might come of it maybe and so yeah rejection 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 often nice rejections you know it's stuff like oh we love this but we're not looking for anyone else right now or oh this is fab but it's not quite for us you get the idea This wasn't the first thing I'd ever sent off. I'd sent off a lot of things before. Not to BBC upload, mind, but um, other places. So, in short, did not expect anything from it. So when I got that call saying that they wanted to play it on BBC Radio York and they really loved it, I genuinely couldn't believe my luck, to be honest, and had a thoroughly enjoyable and nerve-wracking time reading it out on air and it was amazing and then a few days later I then got a call from them again saying you know we really really liked it and we'd actually like to put you forward to represent BBC Radio York and put it forward nationally um, to potentially get played on the BBC iPlayer and they kind of you know didn't get my hopes up too much with that either because they said there's loads of entries so you know um we might not get chosen but we'd love you to represent us etc and I was just amazed (laughs) at that and couldn't believe it and then a a few weeks after that I got the call saying that yeah BBC Radio York had been chosen and they wanted to play my piece nationally so it got played on the radio and then it got also played on um, on BBC iPlayer at the... It was called The Upload Festival, The Best of 2020. And yeah, I should probably read it now, but I feel I've bigged it up too much. <laughs> you listen to it now and think, oh God, that's shite, I'll upload something. <laughs> Do it, you really should. The Lockdown Conversation. Oh hi, hi, hun. you're right, you look cute, oh, mute, you're on mute. I can't hear you. mute, maybe it's my compute no, no, it's yours. It's you mute Maybe try and restart or reboot and She's gone. Looks like it's a video chat for one. So might as well ramble on. A little solo liaison. The chance to expand upon the current lonely situation. chit chat to myself for the duration. Just me, myself and I. Here in isolation. The blank screen consultation. My lockdown conversation. Hi. Hiya, hun. So in this uh, lockdown, what have you done? Have you learnt any skills or have you begun your to-do list? Oh, have you cycled or been for a run? Have you learnt French just for fun? Have you done a ton of DIY and each day thought, I have outdone my pre-lockdown self? Erm, um, nope Nope. Not at all. The answer is no, hun. My to do list, I haven't begun. I've not done a ton of housework. I've just done a ton of eating. Packet pasta. And no, I'm not any faster because I haven't been for a run and I haven't learnt French just for fun because I got bored at un. And the only thing I've outdone is my online shopping habit. Now the owner of a lizard and a dwarf rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, you see, I've certainly spun out of control. Mm. Control, that's something I lack. And, oh, you're back. Hi. Hiya, hun. So there we go. (laughs) The next bit of spoken word I'll share with you is actually in my latest book, 1037, where... Every day for 70 days, I wrote down what I heard at 10.37. I did this in secret, nobody knew about it. And the snippets of the world at 10.37 are the titles of each poem. And this particular one, I heard the dripping tap. It was one of the many things that I felt I had to do (laughs) was fix that dripping tap, along with a long, long, long to-do list of very mundane, boring things. And for me, when I write poetry, I often love finding either the joy or the intrigue, interest in the mundane. And that kind of sums this poem up, to be honest. It's called The Dripping Tap, like I said. And as I was listening to that and, you know, could hear this dripping. Realised there was a bit of a rhythm to that. Kids on the street, they'd be like, hey, I just want to hear about the everyday. I've got 99 problems in this wrap. I've got a sticky front door, got a dripping tap. I need to wash up, need to take out the bin, got hairs on my nipple, got a spot on my chin, got an ongoing headache, got a UTI, channel four doesn't work and I don't know why. Got too many emails, need to unsubscribe. This social media just ain't my vibe. Got too many errands, but I don't care enough. Haven't got enough space, but got too much stuff bills are on the up card you the mot i don't want to buy them but i want one free i've got a hole in my bucket got a hole in my sock got a hole in my head i've got writer's block got a problem with reaching this 99 i'm trying to impress but i ain't got time you see that's the problem need more hours in the day with more minutes in the hour i'd be like hey we got this (laughs) you always get a bit lightheaded after that one Right on to the next. Um, now I'm going to share with you a, a recent poem. So yeah, it doesn't belong anywhere yet. Never performed it yet. Um, always risky <laughs> the first time you share something. And the piece is called Daisy Chain. And I wrote this, yeah, like not so long ago. It was a hot day and I was out in York sat in museum gardens, just had a bit of time to kill um, before my radio slot actually and so sat there watching the world go by and it's weird like I felt a poem coming. (laughs) Uh, Sounds so weird to say like I felt one coming (laughs) but I didn't quite know what was there to write. So I just kept watching and what I saw was that Pretty much all the adults that were in this park were on their phones, heads down, and I mean that's a bit that's a bit sad, isn't it? And you know also kids were playing, and that was lovely to see. They were playing with the with each other, chasing each other, and a couple of small children really caught my eye. They were sat down on the grass, their parents were heads down in their phones, ignoring them completely. And the children were making each other daisy chains. And I remember being at school and doing that. And it got me thinking, when did that stop? Like, (laughs) why don't I make daisy chains now? Well, I know why. It's because, you know, there's a lot of other things to do. But, I mean, wouldn't it be nice just to sometimes take a break and make a daisy chain for a friend? Like it just doesn't happen, does it? And thinking and seeing all of that inspired this poem. Daisy Chain. The blades of green look greener with a filter. The shades of scene Look meaner as she tilts her head to the right, to the left, to the light, to the shadow, to the angle where her jeans are tight. Her lips are plump, her lashes long, her headphones in as she hears the advertisement. Be more, see more, get more stuff, have more, need more, want more, enough let's escape this have more need more want more maze no more filters and followers craze let's end our mindless scrolling ways let's make our texting thumbs a phase let's live our life and spend our days talking really talking eye to eye story to story not an instagram story but an actual story with unplucked eyebrows, blemished skin. Working hands, chin like chins. Crooked smiles, unfiltered eyes. In this lifelike space, we realise. Looking up at the screenless you. The grass is green. The sky is pink this evening. Without pixels, the air is warm. We see the world. Ideas form. The silence and the noise. I like and I share this moment with you and to show I care. I'll whisper just to let you know. Thank you. I've had a great day. I made you a daisy chain. So that's it for today, folks. Um, I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you are able to share this podcast with someone who you think might like it, I would really appreciate that and it will encourage me to continue to make this kind of content. Um, of course, my books are available to buy worldwide. There's Poems on the gatepost, Advice from a Stranger and 1037. Thank you so much for listening and hope you have a lovely rest of your day. Bye.